Welcome to The Outpouring with Executive Pastor Bob Oliver of the New Covenant Church of Philadelphia. Crowning your year with goodness, crowning your year with goodness. We are in the, believe it or not, we are in the eighth month of the year, right? And so after August, we, well, after September, we are going to enter into the last three months of the year. And so we want you to know, don't give up. Don't give up hope on your year. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your people. Don't give up on your dreams because we are still believing God that your year will be crowned with the goodness of God. I'm just going to read that uh, quickly from Psalm 65, verse 11, and then we'll get into uh, the teaching. So Psalm 65, verse 11 says the following. Amen. It says, you will crown my year with thy goodness and thy paths drip with abundance. I will say this to you again. He will crown your year, 2022, with his goodness, meaning his grace, his favor. He will crown your year, your time with his goodness and his grace and his favor. Anybody believe that? Come on, you got to talk. If you believe that, come on, you, if I still believe, you got to say, I still believe. I'm in the eighth month. I've taken some shots. Uh, I've had to dip some things. I've had to duck some things, but I still believe. I feel the anointing. Come on. I still believe that he will crown my year with his goodness. Now watch this. And every path that I take that he directs me in, the Bible says that it drips. Look at the imagery. It drips. It drips with abundance. God ain't talking about drip with your clothing, but he's talking about the path that I have chosen for you. That path drips with abundance. That's why you have to be sensitive to the path that God is directing you to take because the path that he's directing you to take, it is dripping with abundance. I want you to get that revelation in your mind that my year, good God, my year is still 2022. I'm not, see, we're not going to get you to the new year and, and say, I'm expecting a great year. You are still, right you're right in the middle of it. Yes. You right in the middle. And then our, our, our friend says, all change is hard in the beginning, mm-hmm. messy in the middle. So you in the middle of the messy part of the year, all change is hard at the beginning, messy in the middle and beautiful at the end. I'll say it to you again. All change is hard at the beginning, but it's messy in the middle because you can start to get into a fog. You can lose track, lose track of your dreams or tired of writing them down or tired of thinking about it, tired of going to the meetings, tired of going to the gym, tired of eating right. This is where you are right now, but that's why I received that word from Pastor Bob. He says, don't faint. Don't faint. Don't faint. Thank you, Lord. 
You're right in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm just I'm speaking yeah. to you prophetically. Yeah. You're right in the middle of this thing. Yeah. You can, you're, in fact, you're closer than you think. Yes. Thank you. Lord. You're closer than you think. That's why we want to. That's why we want to use today to give you an upgrade on your thinking. Because when you get an upgrade on your thinking, it changes your perspective. I even want to say to you this morning: Don't stop thanking God. Yeah. 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 Don't yeah. stop thanking God. The Bible says that you are always to give thanks because this is the will of God. So the Bible says that thanksgiving is the will of God. Now let me tell you what thanksgiving does to you. Thanksgiving makes you sensitive to the other dimensions of his will. Thanksgiving starts to change your posture so that you can receive and discern and embrace what's next. So when you, that's why he says, enter into my courts. With thanksgiving. With what in your heart? Thanksgiving. With thanksgiving into your heart. Why? Because once you enter into his courts with thanks, he's going to settle you. Settle the panic. Mm -hmm. Settle the craziness. Hallelujah. Settle all of that stuff so he can say, Janine, Brandy, Brandon, this is your I want you to enter into this. Yeah. But Thanksgiving clears the way for that. And so we want to make sure that you understand how important it is to still believe. And so let me just say something quickly about thinking before I open it up to uh, Janine. Turn to Proverbs 23, uh, verse 7. We're going to give you a, a number of scriptures to establish, um, establish our points today. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Proverbs 23, verse 7. If you have notes, I want you to take notes. A short pencil is better than a long memory. So I want you to take notes because this is going to upgrade your thinking. Here we are. It says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Let me read that to you again. As a man thinks in his heart. That word heart means the center of of reasoning. He's not talking about your physical heart, but as a man thinks in his heart, your center of reasoning, so is he. And so what the scripture is really saying is that you will become what you think about. You are what you think. I like how Earl Nightingale said it like this, whatever you think about most of the time is what you will become. I'll say it to you one more time. Whatever you think about, most of the time is what you become. So the scriptures is very clear that as a man thinketh, so will he be. So God is always trying to upgrade our thinking. Turn to Ephesians 3, verse 20. Ephesians 3, verse 20. This is very important. We want to lay this foundation for the quality of your mind quality of your mind. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I could ask. Mm -hmm. So we serve a God who is able to do exceeding abundantly above what I asked for. 
But then he goes to the next dimension where he's saying that I'm, I'm not only able to do exceeding abundantly above what you asked for, but I'm also able to do above how you think. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So he's saying, listen, listen, it is for you to upgrade the quality of your thinking. Now, God being God, he will always do more than what you ask for, and he will do more than what you think. But he, he's saying that I want to make sure you do some thinking. Somebody write down in your notes, I must become a thinker. All right. Now, I want you to turn to Romans 12. Romans 12, verse 2. I'm getting a, little, getting a little echo. Can we take it down just a little bit? Romans 12, verse 2. Thank you. Romans 12, verse 2. I'm sorry, I'll start with verse 1. Mm -hmm. And I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, right here, I want you to stop. I'm going to introduce you to the gateway to transformation. This is the gateway to transformation. Watch this. And be not conformed to this world. In other words, God is saying that, he says in, he says in John 18, he says, my kingdom or my government is beyond this world. So God is saying, don't be conformed to this world because what I have for you is out of this world. That's good. God, I'm going to say it to you again. God is saying, don't be conformed to this world because my system, my kingdom, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world, right? And so he's saying right here, what I have for you is beyond this world. It's out of this world. It's beyond, in other words, the life that I have designed for you, this world couldn't even think of that. Yeah. Watch this. It's it's because it's of the kingdom. And then he says this, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So your mind, your mind is the gateway. Your mind is the superhighway. Your mind is the gateway to transformation. Do you realize that miracles can happen, but your mind never changes? You can see miracles. You can witness the parting of the Red Sea. You can witness the, the pillar, the, 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 the cloud by, by day and the pillar of fire by night, but your mind never changed. So God is saying, it is up to you, it is up to me to change our mind. God will not do that for you. He will leave that up to you. You must change your mind. How you think, because whatever you think is what you will get. I remember a guy said to me years ago, he said, you married your mind. <sighs> he said, well, so when you got married at 24, 25 years old, you, that's where your mind was. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And so that's why you have to upgrade your thinking about how you see yourself, 
how you see your mate, how you see your children, how you see your work, how you see your church. Valerie Green's mind was upgraded. That's why she saw you differently. That's why she related to you differently because she had the, the quality of her mind was different as it related to people. And so I want to show you this quickly. Um, go to Exodus 3. Exodus 3. And we're giving you these scriptures so that you can meditate on them. Because the Bible says you shall know the truth and the truth you know shall set you free. Amen? Amen. So Exodus 3 verse 8. And he says, so this is, this is the Lord, he heard Moses's, he heard the cry of his people. He heard the intercession. Mm -hmm. Because he heard the intercession, he responded to that intercession. He responded to that prayer. And now the Lord is saying this in terms of his children coming out of slavery. I'll read verse 7 first. And he said, and the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and I have heard their cry or their intercession by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse 8, and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up and out. I am, I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up and out of the land mm -hmm. unto a good land that is a land as large, it's a land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. I'm going to bring you into Canaan and that Canaan for us He's saying that I'm going to lead you into your place of promise. Yeah. I've heard your prayers. I'm aware of your sorrow. I'm aware of your pain. But in the middle of that sorrow and that pain, there's still a place of promise for you. And I'm not, he's not talking about, for, for us right now, we know that part of that promise is heaven, but we're not talking about going to heaven. He's saying right here on this earth, you have purpose and you have a destiny yeah. to fulfill. Is anybody, is anybody here? You have purpose and you have a destiny to fulfill. That is your Canaan. That is a symbol of your Canaan. But you got to come up and, up and out, out of up some stuff. Out. There's some up and out up in and order out. for you to move to the promise that God has for you. Now, I want to show you this in Numbers chapter 11. I want to show you this in Numbers chapter 11 so that you have some context for how important Numbers chapter 11 verse 5. Now, when God wanted to get his children out of Egypt, they got out of Egypt, they went to the wilderness, and they stayed 40 years in the wilderness. Now, all of the scholars say that this should have been a 35-day journey. 
So it took them 40 years. They stayed in a place for 40, 40 years when they should have come out of that thing in a month. And what God is saying is that there are certain things that we should be out of by now. We shouldn't still be spinning around in certain things. There's certain things that still have a hold on us that we got to come out of. Am, am I talking to somebody? We got to come out of those things. And so a 35-day journey that took 40 years. This is why we we're saying to you, you can't waste your life. Your life is too valuable. Now, here's, here's what I want to show you in Numbers chapter 11. Then I'm going to turn it to Numbers chapter 11, and then there's something in 14. So, as the people moved out of Egypt, and they moved into the wilderness, something happened to their mind. You're going to see something, you're going to see the state of their mind. So they say in verse 5, I'm sorry, verse, I'll start with verse 1, verse 11, chapter 11. And when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. And the Lord heard their complaints. And the anger was, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. And the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched. And he called the name of that place Taborah, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. And the mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting, and the children of Israel also wept again and said, what sh Who shall give us something to eat? And right here, verse 5, now watch the mind. <laughs> When you're trying to make a transition to your promise, this is why we got to get an upgrade in our mind. The mind said, we remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt. So they're making a transition, but they're remembering what they had when they were slaves. That's why I want you to make this footnote. It's hard to be free. It's more difficult to be free than to be a slave because freedom comes with responsibility. Watch this. We remember the fish that we did eat in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic, but now our soul is dried up and we have nothing at all? So these folks were angry. They were upset that they had made a transition and now that they have been freed from slavery, there's no longer the provision that they had such that they had to the point when they were in Egypt. And so now you see a different mind state of the people. And I want to read this to you in Numbers 13, verses 31. This is when they spied out their land. They sent the spies. They sent two spies. They sent spies and said, okay, go check out what the land looks like. Go check out what my future looks like. Go see what it will look like five years from now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And this is what, the, what they said, verse 31, the negative report. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go against this people. 
for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eats up the inhabitants, and all the people that we saw are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which come of the giants, and we were mm -hmm. in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. <laughs> we were, this is perspective about yourself, mm -hmm. we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. You will be whatever you think you are. Yeah. We were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. And what happened after this? They took this report back to the people, and all of the people started to weep. They wanted to stone Moses. They wanted to kill. <laughs> it was crazy. And they said, we need to go back to Egypt. That's what that slave mindset does. The slave mindset always says, I need to go back to where I came from. Why? Because I'm in a new place and I got to feel for God. I got to lean on God. I got to trust on God until he transitions me until my destined place. But their mind, they had a perspective of how they saw themselves. And because of how they saw themselves as little, insignificant, invaluable, not enough, unworthy, insignificant, invaluable, unworthy, that they were that in the eyes of those giants. Wow. And so we, we thank God that we are worthy because of his blood. We do understand that there's nothing we can do to make ourselves worthy. The, the scripture says that we're worthy because of the sacrifice yeah. he made for us. So when he sees us, he sees the blood of Jesus. That's what makes us worthy. Mm. There's nothing you can do or undo that makes you worthy yep. in God's sight. It's, it's of no, it's of no, no goodness of yes. our own. Yes. And so that is significant. But as Omar laid all these scriptures about our mind, about our mind, it, it makes me think of a story that I want to tell you. And then we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 yes. through 58. And, and so let me, let me tell you a story. There's a gentleman uh, who tells this story about, about his mother. Uh, they were Haitian. His mother came here, worked very, very, very hard to build a business. She had a restaurant. And inside the restaurant, you know, she would serve the community and people loved the restaurant. And she was a single mom, so this was her only means to take care of her two boys. So you get the picture here, right? Mm -hmm. You get that this restaurant was very significant to their well-being, to their, to their existence even. And so one day, the mother, who was always faithfully paying her rent to the landlord, gets a phone call from the bank, and they let her know that she's going to be evicted. And she said, 
I don't understand. How is it that I could be evicted? Mm. She said, no, 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 you must have a mistake. I pay my rent on time, if not early, every yeah. single month for yeah. years. Yeah. There's no way yeah. that I could be evicted. And the bank, real, the, the person on the other end of the phone from the bank realized she really didn't understand. And so they said, no, 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 uh, this, is, this is what happens. There's a mortgage and the person who owns the building has to pay the mortgage. And they haven't been doing that. And so regardless of the fact that you've been paying rent, the mortgage is not paid. The building is going in foreclosure. You have 30 days to leave. She said, oh, no, no, no. This is how I take care of my boys. This is how, you know, we survive. Do you think that if I show up at the foreclosure meeting you're telling me about, that I could talk to the person who's yeah. going to acquire the building and let them know what a good uh, tenant I am and, and I can stay and I can keep running this restaurant so that I can take care of my boys? The woman on the other end of the phone said, ma'am, there's no way that the person who buys this building is gonna want your little restaurant in there. Don't even bother. And so the woman, of course, she's distraught. She hangs up the phone and she says, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But she was a woman of prayer. Ended up, a, she knew the date and the time of the foreclosure meeting. She said, you know what, Pastor Bob, I'm going to show up anyway. See her mindset, right? Mm -hmm. She shows up, no money, doesn't even know, she obviously didn't even know what foreclosure was because she thought she could show up and talk to someone or that, you know, she didn't even understand about the mortgage versus the rent, so, but she showed up. She showed up. The banker's there and she's there. Now the banker is ready with their clipboard, you know, taking notes and she doesn't know what's going on. The person begins the auction, $30,000. $30,000 for this building, they call it, the bank, banker raised her hand, so she looks, you know, she kind of catching on with, so she raised her hand too. <laughs> so they, they go up, eventually uh, $50,000. Remember, she has nothing. $50,000 for the building, you know, such, 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 you know how the auction goes. Banker raises their hand. She says, 55,000. <laughs> and so this goes on until the auctioneer says, okay, we're, we're at $70,000. And the banker got quiet. So she looked around, she said, $75,500. There was no noise. The auctioneer says going once, going twice, sold to the woman for $75,500. She looked around, she said, oh my goodness. You know, I won, I, I, I won the, the building. Now, now I do, am I supposed to have the money? When do I need this money? And they told her, you have 30 days, ma'am. You have 30 days to come up with the money and the building will be yours. So she left in total faith and total horror yeah, about her yeah, faith, yeah. That, but, but she had 30 days. So she began to make a list yes, yes. of all her family and friends, all her family and friends. Bishop knows something about this kind of faith, don't you think? 
and Pastor Hyacinth too, made a list of all her family and friends and she began to make phone calls and she called and she called and she called and she called. And she got three days from the time when she had to deliver the money to the bank and she only had about $40,000. She was $30,000 short. So she began to pray. She said, Lord, I've come this far. I, I, I don't know what else I can do. A few hours later, the phone rang. It was some friends of hers, a couple. And they said, Miss Marie, we know you've been calling us and we haven't gotten back to you. We're so sorry. But we wanted to let you know that my husband and I, we've been saving this money up for a house. Mm. Hallelujah. But the Lord told us to give you the money. Miss Marie said, oh my, how much is it that God has told you to give me? They said, we've been saving and we have $30,000. We're going to write you a check for it. You can clap. We're going to write you a check for the money. And so here you have this little faith-filled Haitian single mother running a restaurant that was going to be snatched from her, who went from tenant to landlord in a matter of days, knowing nothing about the process because of her mindset. The scripture said, the, the person told her, you might as well not even show up. But because she showed up and continued by faith, she walked in this truth. Psalm 1, 1 through 3. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. The counsel at the bank said, don't even bother. Mm. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way yes. of sinners, yes. nor sits at the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Mm. On, and on his law, he meditates day and night. Then it gave us something even better. He is like a tree yes. planted by yes. the streams of water that yields its fruit yes. in its season. And its leaf mm. does mm. not mm. wither. Here it is. And whatsoever, in mm. all that he does, yes. he shall prosper. Mm. You cannot fail. You can not fail. Wow. Mm, mm, mm. A couple weeks ago when I was supposed to stand with my husband, I was feeling so terrible that the best I could do was show up. I was spinning, my head was spinning, I was just exhausted. And the, the word that God gave me that day, he said, still share it. And lo and behold, yes. Pastor Bob Oliver stands up here and gives the exact same word, same word, same word. before we walked up here today. He said, don't give up. Don't fail. Mm -hmm. Any of you scrollers like we are on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram all yeah. of that, you've seen a picture of a man with an ice pick and he's going through yeah. the dirt. He's yeah. going through the dirt and it's like, from maybe there to where my husband is standing, there's just all of this. Uh, he's in a cave and he's 
hitting it and hitting it and hitting it and hitting it. Eventually, he moves from where Omar is to where I am, and he keeps hitting and he keeps hitting and he keeps hitting. And then he gets a little bit closer, and hitting and hitting and hitting. Imagine I'm trying to get to the flowers. So then he's going. You know that's tiring work, yeah? He's hitting and hitting and hitting. And he gets a little bit closer. And he's hitting and hitting and hitting and hitting. And then you see another frame in the picture where he goes like this and walks away mm, mm. because he got tired. But just beyond, he had a couple more strikes couple more. and there was a cave filled from the bottom of the earth up way over his head with diamonds. If he had just struck a few yep. more times, all of those riches would have poured out on him. Friends, be tenacious. Yes, yes, Don't yes, give yes, up yes, in this eighth month. Yes, 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 yes. Keep going. Yes. You have to be tenacious. Yes. Here it is. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 58. Behold, mm. I show you a mystery. Mm. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a moment, in a moment, if he had hit one more time, everything can change in a moment. Yes, yes. In the twinkling of an eye. I know you think this is just for funerals, but it's not just for funerals. <laughs> At the last trump, for the trump yes. shall sound the and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Verse 53, for this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, yes. death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? <laughs> oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is in the law. But thanks, but thanks be to God, which gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus. Verse 54 told us death is what? Swallowed up yes. in victory. Death is what? Say it with me swallowed up in victory and most people are afraid of what death death but through jesus's finished work on the cross it's everything our faith is built on friends through his finished work on the cross victory swallowed up death ha and then Yes. Here's what you have to get, yes. though, what yes. Omar is talking about, why he took the time to lay such yes. a, fa a firm foundational mindset. You have to get this as a foundation of our faith. Victory swallowed death. And then Jesus transferred that same ability to win, mm. to rise, not to fail from death-like situations and ultimately from death itself. That's why Romans 8 says the same spirit that rose, that rose Jesus from the dead lives inside of you and it shall quicken your mortal body. Mm. 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 Yes, yes. Verse 56 said the sting of death is sin 
and the strength of sin is in the law. But this is what we have to understand. Christ is the culmination of the law. He's the culmination of the law. So the law doesn't matter once Christ gets on the scene. That's why he came. Yes. Yes. So we wouldn't have to, to sacrifice uh, bullocks and lambs and, and go through all the phases of the tabernacle to get into his presence. You have to know this and live in the truth of it every single, every single moment day. of every single day yes. to know that you are victorious. Yes. You already won. You already won. You can't walk around with your head down yeah, in this eighth in. month of the year yes. thinking that your crown is falling off <laughs> and that your paths aren't going to drip with abundance because you already won. Already won. You have to know it and then walk in it. Good that word. Is a good word. If I do say so yes, myself, that thing, that thing encouraged my soul. Come on, y'all gotta clap. That was a good word. Jesus. I don't know about y'all, but I'm preaching to myself. So we yeah. have a couple yeah. of case studies. But therefore. Therefore. Verse 58. My beloved brethren. Therefore. Here's what you got to do. What's it there for? Be steadfast. You want to write these down. Yeah. Unmovable. Yeah. Yeah. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Mm. Mm. For as much as ye know yeah. that your labor mm. Mm. is not in vain. Yeah. 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 Be tenacious. Yeah. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. Did you? You got to get these four things. They're yeah. going to carry you through the yeah. rest of the year. Yeah. Be steadfast. Mm. Be unmovable. Yes. Abound always and in mm. all of your ways. Yeah. In all of your ways. Always and in mm. all of your ways in the work of the Lord. Yeah. And know yeah. your mind again. Yeah. Know. You got to know, not feel. What you mm. feel, if it was about what we feel, I still wouldn't be standing here right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you got to know, you gotta know it. You gotta that know your it. labor is not yes. in vain. You got to know it. You got to know it. You got to know and it. And this, this therefore, in verse 58, it's the therefore that we want you to really pay attention to yes. when you go back and study the scripture. Why? Because people think that everything I read is, a, you read that at a funeral, yes. right? No. This one little word, therefore, lets you know because of why this. it's for you right now. Yes. So all of that is true about when the trump shall sound and all of that is true. But then he said, therefore, <laughs> Because I said all of this to yeah. let you know that therefore, yeah. Yeah. be strong, yeah. be steadfast, yeah. be unmovable, yeah. always abound in the work yeah. of the Lord, yeah. 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 and the... do not faint. Yes, be strong, be unmovable, be predictable. Yes, be consistent. Yes, be faithful. Yes. See, he's trying to give us all That's these right. things. I want you to live in this box. That's why he says, "You shall know the truth." And it'll set you free. And the free. truth that you know shall give you freedom. That means freedom. That means that you are free to take dominion. That's right. You are free to exercise kingship. 
You were free to live a royal life. You are a chosen generation, a, a royal, royal priesthood. priesthood. You're free. That's what he's trying to say. You're free. That's why he says, you, we go back to Genesis, Genesis yeah. 3, he says, you are free to eat everything but this. So he says, you're free. Now, I says, when he frees you up, he says, I want you to do some work. Yeah. Yeah. I says, work always abounding in what? The work the of the work Lord. The work of the Lord. Now, why does he say work? See, we, we don't often associate freedom with work. <laughs> uh, Depends on what you're working this, on. This. The work gives you freedom. Depends on what you're working yeah. on. Ooh, yes, talk about that. If you're working in mm. areas that are not where God meant for you to yes. be, then you won't feel free dominion. Yes. You won't have freedom. You'll feel control. You'll feel control. You weren't meant to feel control. There's this myth that uh, leaders are, are made. Yes. Uh, no, God made all of us leaders. That's why he told you to take dominion. Yeah. And when he told Adam that, the scripture says that Jesus was the second Adam. He came to redeem what mm. Adam lost. So when he told Adam that, when he told him to take dominion, he told you to take dominion yes. because the scripture yes. said all of us were in him. Yes, yes. Mm. Mm. So you gotta be careful what you're working on. Yes. Some of us need to release some of the things yeah. we're working on so that we can reign in our free dominion. Let it go. Say it no. makes you sad. Let it go. It don't pay you enough anyway. <laughs> Let it go. You can't stand being yes. with those people. Yes, yes. Don't be afraid. God yes. has something else for you. Yes. You already yes. won. And when God opens up the door that he has for you, other people will say to you, I bet you're glad you left that, aren't you? <laughs> You, you're under G, you tell me y'all never had that experience. Other people would say, man, you seem happier now. Yes. You seem lighter now. I'm glad, you're glad you quit, aren't you? See, some of you can testify to that. You're glad you said no. Because if you don't learn how to say no, you won't learn how to say yes. No! <laughs> say no to that lifestyle. Yeah. Say no to spending 40 years here. Yeah. Say no to it, but say yes to this. Yeah. Say yes to that, and it'll change your, change your life. entire life. Let's just drive it home with Luke 5. Yeah, go ahead. All right, Luke 5. Man, I should have left the screen up. I think I need to see the yeah. eye doctor. Bear with me. Here we go. Okay. They keep telling me it's 2020, but I don't think so. <laughs> Chapter 5, Luke 5, and it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him yes. to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, talking about Jesus. The people are pressing yes. in on him. That's how bad they wanted him to preach to them, right? And verse 2 says, and saw two ships, Jesus saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were going out of them. The workers were gone. Yes. They left their work and were washing their nets. Now, fishermen only wash their nets if they finish fishing. You understand? Verse three, and he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed upon him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught people out of the ship. Verse four says, 
Now, when he had left speaking, he finished teaching, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a draught or a catch. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night. We've been working. I've been working, Lord. I've been working. Why isn't it happening? I've been working. I've been working. We've taken nothing. Nevertheless, you got to have a nevertheless in your spirit when you hear from Jesus. Mm. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners. They had to call their friends. It was so much. Mm. Which were in the other ship that they should come and help them. And they come to help them and fill both ships so that the ships begin to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down yes. at Jesus' knees saying, yes. depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished and all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. And so was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. What do we want to pay attention to right here? A couple things. Number one, they were on the lake of Gennesaret. That word means garden of riches. They were floating on a garden of riches. Jesus taught the people. He was teaching and teaching and teaching, right? Remember in Genesis, it was the word that initiated all of this. Yeah. You got to get catch this. It was the word that yeah. initiated all of this. Yeah. Jesus is here teaching. They caught nothing. But after the word went forth, mm. there was so much. That not only did they fill two boats after toiling all day, but the boats began to sink and the nets broke. The same stuff they was using to fish with all day worked after they did, after they obeyed the word of the Lord because of the word had gone forth over the waters. That's good. Yeah. He told, excuse me, he told them, he told Jesus, Depart from me. Why is that your response after such a great miracle? Your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus already knows that you were, so you, he didn't need you to tell him that. Jesus' response was this, and this is our words to you. You gotta be tenacious. You can't give up. You have to get your mind right. Yeah. Jesus' response was this. What? Fear yeah. not. He said, I'm unworthy, but Jesus responded to what he really meant in his heart. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. This is too much, God. Yeah, 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 Look at all of this you did for me. Yeah. Look at all of this. It's so much I got to share with my friends. The boat, the nets are broken. The boats are sinking. This is too much. I can't handle now it. Now you need to be in community yeah. because yeah. when you yeah. do it right, you'll have you too much to do it yourself, to do it on your own. New covenant. Anybody under the sound of our voice today or in the future listening mm. to this, 
fear not. You will be catchers of men from this day forward amen. and forevermore. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Give God a hand clap for his servants. We are blessed of God to have them as pastors and co-laborers together with us in this fellowship. We love and appreciate them, and we want them always to know it. Before I release the, the live stream, the Barlows released grace upon all of us. And one of the things that is so amazing about grace is that when we're weak, then we're strong. Thank you, Lord. And for those of you who are feeling weak, know that grace is working in you. Paul had to learn this lesson. He had an infirmity. He asked God three times to move it. And then he heard this word. My grace is sufficient for you. I know you're struggling with some things, but my grace is sufficient. And here's how Paul's mindset shifted. He said, therefore, I will rejoice in infirmity that the power of God might rest upon me. Here's what I want us all to know is that in our moments of weakness, because of the grace of God, the power of God is resting upon us. You know, there are moments in my life when I feel like I have it all together. I myself am deceived because it's my strength. I don't care how many weights I lift, how much push-ups, that is not the strength that we're talking about. We're talking about Deshaun, the strength to endure hard stuff. When it appears that people have authority and influence over me, I don't care what fashion of life, it could be an employer or, or anyone, it is God. It is God who is the ruler of our lives. And I pray that grace would remind us of that so that we know that we are free. We're not in bondage to anything or anyone because whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Thank you for joining us in service today. We pray that this ministry has been a blessing to you and your family. To give your gift of love and help keep this ministry on the air, visit nccop.church giving for all of the ways that you can donate to the ministry. Thank you so much for your generosity and God's blessings until we meet again.